0: Welcome to A Chat with Benedetta, featuring our founder, Julia Fowler, and co-host, Natasha Lockwood. In this podcast, we discuss everything you need to know about skincare, who and why Benedetta, and how to get the best use out of your Benedetta products for vibrant, timeless skin. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to A Chat with Benedetta. We're here with the usual crew, myself and Julia, but we have a new addition today, Gabrielle. Hi. Hi, Gabrielle. <laughs> Gabrielle, well, tell a little bit about well, what you do here, what um, are you do in your daily.
1: I do a lot of uh, the administrative duties, and I also handle some marketing stuff. I suppose if you're the social media maven, I'm like the administrative angel Ah! I can start signing my emails that way. I yeah, really like, I like that. that. I, think
2: I will think one of one. I will think of a, really a nice good title one. I think when yeah, when it I, has to ma- maturate because you guys are new and yeah. Like, the name chooses us. I like oh. the angel part. Thank you. I love That's that. That's cute. When I applied you're working I think, for Benedict. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> when I applied I think
1: that it was called um uh, marketing and administrative warrior is what I think yes, it, was. It's thank you. What it was. Which is yeah. thank pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. So that got I my like attention. That. So, a oh, warrior angel, maybe. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. wow. now
2: we're getting fancy. I like yeah. it. We need that. We need to be warriors and to define what that is every day because it changes every day. We should add that to the authenticity.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, Which it kind ongoing, of ties into, ongoing writing. Yeah, it kind of ties into today's topic. Which is living with intention. And I think living as a... You yeah, know, you guys know. I think in today's world, you you get by by living with intention and purpose and having that warrior kind of attitude, right?
2: Yeah. You know? Living in it. It's li- important. Trying to be conscious. Yeah, I think so. Right? Consciousness. I think so. It's funny when you talk to somebody who they're like well, what are you unconscious? I mean I can hear my dad. You know, or somebody of a certain age or disposition or ideology. Did I say that right? Ideology. ideology. Yeah. Um that would think that's silly. So I always hear that little funny guy that goes, "Well, what are you unconscious? Are you are you not awake?"
1: Mm. But consciousness
2: is so much more than being awake and you know, talking about setting an intention. I love those people that will start a practice or you know sit in yoga class maybe before or after and say let's just set an intention for the day I love love that reminder and it's so easy I mean you guys know me a little bit but you know me enough to know that I come in I'm like a ball of like let's get this thing done you know I just get so piled up you know everybody needs that rewind button to just go that'll happen They'll be that. I will appreciate that, honestly, uh, to just be, just chillax, you know, without a judgment attached to it, right? Isn't that something to be mindful of when we talk about setting an intention that you're not going to someone and going, wow, you need to chill, <laughs> you know? Nobody wants to hear it, even if it's super true, right? So that's a that's so beautiful you know I I do have one teacher that always does that you know and I'm like how do you do that how do you remember to do that that before you start a class she'll say hi to everyone and say okay everyone let's just take a deep breath and set our intention for the day you know so beautiful so let's try to be mindful of that because we get so caught up in moving you know what will happen to me and this is something that is happened I think it used to happen when I lived in an ashram (laughs) I just remember those days where everything that was external was a message like you were so mindful you know getting up super early in the morning you know having a practice whether you were falling asleep in your practice in your meditation or not you know you became so crystal clear and aware you know doing a fast changing your diet you know, doing any kind of a retreat. You come away with this hypersensitive awareness of things. And I would find that when I was more obviously unconscious, that I would find myself hitting my head really hard. The other day when I had that, that homeless person kind of knock on the window, that, that episode. Yeah. I went into class and I'm working out, but I was a little charged by it. And at one point, I had this sixth sense, go check your car, go check your car, go outside. And so as I was going out this door that I've gone out a million times, I just walked right into a corner of a table. Wow. <laughs> it hurt. And I just thought, I am so not plumb and square, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I am so yeah, out of know. right now. And I'll do things like, you know, how many times do you open your hatchback and now you're hitting your head? You know, it's, I don't know where I went off on this, but you know, this is like being out of that intention. You mm-hmm. know, out of that consciousness, out of that authenticity. So, and it's hard
0: because I feel like you get caught up in daily life, and in daily life, there is no room for intention, right? You're like or go, somebody go, else's, yeah, or someone
2: else's, yeah.
1: When I was younger, I constantly sort of found myself taking on sort of the missions of other people if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like especially when I was you know early college I would go throughout the day and then I'd talk to people and then I'd get so invested in their sort of direction that they were going in their life or even just in their day that I would completely lose my own sense of what I was doing and I basically was adrift until I took a meditation (laughs) class in my senior year of college and it was fifty dollars um, a month I think and I was kind of broke at the time so I didn't really commit to it for the full year but for about six months I consistently earned the money so I could go and it was the first time in my life where I went to meditation ever and then it, sort of the wonderful woman who taught it she was about you know 100 years old but very (laughs) approximately but very spry very very zen and she would say things like okay well you're gonna sit with your back against the wall and just come to an intention for yourself without Mm. without the influence of what other people want your intention to be and at first you know i'm i guess like 21 at the time i thought that was gibberish, I didn't understand, what does that mean? But I would just try really hard. And eventually I sort of figured out that it's not so much, it's sort of finding a middle ground, it's not along a binary, right? It's not either you're unfocused or you're focused or you're not intentioned or you're not. It's more finding a balance between being completely adrift Mm-hmm. Or being so hyper focused on, you know, society, life, money, work, and being so hyper focused that you can't find any sort of balance within yourself. It's finding the middle ground between there where you have a goal and but a goal that's healthy and so you have direction, you're grounded but not suppressed. And that's something I still struggle with all the time. That's sure. hard.
2: Sure. Yeah. But sitting uh, who's a yogi? I was never a yogi. So I I lived with yogis. I lived with people that would get up, you know, if I had to get up at 5:30, they were up at 4:30 already sitting straight, their spine straight, sitting there, eyes closed, you know, I'd get done way before them. You know, I'm okay, I'm ready for my day. Let's get going. <laughs> and they're still sitting there. I was just But you know, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Uh, There is something to be said about walking into an environment with other people that have the same objective, right? Mm -hmm. So I bet when you went to those meditation classes, just walking in, you could just kind of get the dust off from the day and just feel like you were at peace. I think that's why... Churches feel so good to so many I mean it they, such for a me, vibe there's a vibe because yeah. there's a, a singular intention so talking mm-hmm. about intention people walk in and you can feel that you may totally not like campy. what the guy has to say
1: you <laughs> know right. if you
2: dissect it um, but the collective spirit you know I for years I went to midnight mass on, on Christmas just for years you know I'm being raised Catholic I, I didn't you know, I wasn't very much enamored with the religion anymore. You know, for many reasons, but made me very thirsty to want to know truth. You know, if anything, mm-hmm. but I just loved. The, I love the smell. So it's hard to get mm. that out of you. You know, if you've gone into a Catholic church and smell, you know, the incense and the the frankincense and myrrh, it's just very kind of you know, it's, there's something antiquated and and mystical. Um, So I do think we like to keep the company of of truth seekers, you know, and I think that was really important when I was younger, that it came very clear to me that I didn't want to associate with people that weren't of that nature, somehow, because you are the company you keep. I've said this to my children their whole life, you know, you are the company you keep, keep the company of saints. You know, they were cuter and more receptive when they were really little. <laughs> they were like, yes, mama, you know, and just look up at me with their big eyes like, okay. you know. It's really different as, you know, you learn, you learn your life, you know, who your tribe is, you know. And boy, that really just brings us to something we talk about an awful lot and that is building our community and building our culture you know we're all really excited about moving in a direction of having our own website that's really about community and serving people and and having other people that are in in service to the planet to each other uh wellness companies farmers you know food providers um so many you know uh, that are, that are really, I mean, that's, that's kind of our tribe. That's who we want to hang out with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we want a message of truth, not just marketing. And I think, you know, the reason the podcasts are important is just to really get to the core of who we are as human beings, but also who we are as a company and, and what our end goal is, because, you know, we want to have fun here and, you know, we've seen what it's like to have to deal with all the supply chain and what's going on this week with that. So this is kind of a, a nice union to come together in a podcast and not have to deal with, you know, the company that can't be accountable for giving me a shoddy product. And then I deliver that to my customer and they look at me and go, how could you give us a label that looks like that? I didn't do it. I'm not a I'm not, I'm not label company. It wasn't my intention to do that. So, I get caught up, and you guys have seen this. I get caught, you especially, because of yesterday. You know, I get caught up in the indiscretion of others that I expect them to treat me the way I would absolutely treat them mm-hmm. and my customers, right? And the fact that people, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. Sorry you're disappointed on something we didn't tell you was... You know? um, it's, it's a shame, you know, because every little piece of what we do here at Benedetta. I really the intention is to make it lovely. You know, thank goodness that the products remain the way they are. But I, I have little control over whether I could get a pump, even though I ordered it seven months before I needed it, you know. There's just um business in, in itself is could be challenging. It is challenging, let's face it, it's challenging. So it puts you in a place of mindfulness. There are two ways to look at this. You can set out to be just as critical, I was going to say critical, but you know... um, unaccountable what do you want to say you know about business about people that are saving their own and don't see anything as being part of the collective what do we say when we reach out that we want it to be mutually beneficial exactly
0: i think it goes in the vein of like there's a difference between an intention for yourself and intention for the greater good Mm -hmm. you know when we cultivate a community we want people who don't think of themselves Only they think of themselves and they think of the collective good at the same time I think that's a really big important distinction that like setting an attention goes beyond you it goes beyond you know I have my fake blinders on right now but it goes beyond just what what you want for your selfishness or you know people are inherently selfish it's part of it but you're thinking beyond what you're getting out of it, you're doing something
2: good for someone else. It's like gifting someone. Yeah. Who has more fun at Christmas, the person that you get to give the gift to, or receive the gift from them? You know, it's so great to to put some effort into gifting someone. I mean, in my family, you know, everyone's like open mind, open mind, open mind. <laughs> you know, so it feels good. It feels really good, and you know, selfishly, we really do gain from one another. You know, it really matters. I'm, I, I think that's where I'm the most disappointed or angry is when I feel like I'm not treated the way I would treat them. You know, I'm fairly indignant about that. And I will fight for the underdog. I don't like people being abused, you know. That's easier on some level than having to fight for yourself for something that you're owed. But I paid you, you did not send me my product, and you have to like put your lawyer hat on just to get the product that you paid for, you know. I mean, this is this is life. I've wanted to say this out loud because yeah. our customers really have no idea. You know, when we talk about being the manufacturer. Um that's a that's a huge thing. We're not buying from labs that come to us already packaged every little piece of this and unless you live here and work here, you really don't have a clear cut vision of what that actually means. Yeah. You know, and you know, we talk a lot about lately, you know, USDA and people wanting USDA and we've discussed this, talked about this, this is a whole different podcast though, so and we probably should bring it up so our customers could know why we have chosen not to be USDA or even Demeter certified, which I would probably prefer. Um, a good 94 to 100% of all our raw materials are either biodynamic or certified organic. I have all the documents to prove that. Um, so it's not like I can't be, but I can't, I'm, I here I am talking about it, but I can't give up my formulas. And so this goes into a deeper conversation about that um I just can't I'm not giving my formulas to anyone so it's an intellectual property discussion more than anything but the reason I was bringing it up is that it doesn't make me any less appropriate in you know my procurement of these raw materials this is like a given for me and we don't discuss it enough we talk about the farm sourced that just came up with our logo you know um how important it is but I don't really focus I think you know I would love to hear from people if anyone thinks it's it's not enough on the website I feel like we discuss it in the store a lot Um, I don't like to specifically talk about any one or two or three raw materials because it's about the quality of the product Um, so sorry guys I know we were going on such a no. beautiful path of intention and I bring we're it fine. back to Benedetta but it does make me think of of that, you know, the talking about the supply chain and the it's almost like the miracles within those raw materials. They are important, but you know, it's really what they create that makes the difference as their synergy and how they marry well with one another. But each individual one is has so much intention behind it because I am really cognitive of not just the growing practices and the certification behind it but how those plants are actually processed and at what degree because you can really destroy we just had somebody come into our store and talk about um, aloe vera being destroyed the second it's picked I agree with that that's true of many raw materials many 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 so it could be certified organic but if it sits in some dark musky warehouse for A week before it's actually processed to go into some plastic container to sit another month before it gets to the end user no one ever asks about that you know that's relevant that's really relevant and to this particular person um, I don't know who she is I was just made aware of her Um, we absolutely pay much attention to our aloe. It actually is filleted and processed. We receive it within two days of that process. So I've been buying from this farmer for many years, about 18 years, and that's that's the supply chain for me with that. Um, and the proof is in the products. Um, there are high grades of mucopolysaccharides. I've had this aloe tested you know, uh, months after it's been, we then put it, after it's been filleted, we then receive it in plastic, because it's a plastic world, everything comes in plastic, there's no way around it, it's not going to come to you in glass, in, you know, 100 gallons, so we then put it in a stainless steel fusti, flush it out, and it it's it's in a climate-controlled environment, so sorry to have to, like, bring it back to Benedetta, but You know there is that intention behind it so intention is really broad since we're you know this is so much about who we are as a company you know intention when you first told me just before we got in here that we were going to do the intention I immediately or talk about mindfulness and intention I immediately thought about the practice of formulation Hmm. and the practice of formulation has everything to do with setting an intention I could be worried about something that's sitting in customs, you know, before I go into that room. But the moment I go into our lab, our we call it our clean room, um, there is an intention that's set. If I find my brain racing, um, I'll either take my tuning forks and go in there and just kind of clear the room out to create a sound vibration that will kind of put me into plum and square to put me into that balance that I need to be in order for me to create a product that should bless the end user. And that seems so woo woo. No, that's an intention. But it's an intention. And there's an there was an intention behind calling the company Benedetta which i could have called it blessed i thought maybe a little too out there but it's really no different to any italiano that happens to walk by mm-hmm. and go ha! and happens to be a very common italian name so there's many women named benedetta so it's just um it really does fit in it really does fit in and you're the angel so Aww, that yeah. just, I just i am angel. She just gave herself that i oh, love that, that but cute. You know, it's really about being a warrior and being grounded. Yeah. It's not about having some kind of. This is a very practical line. This is a very mm-hmm. practical company. And authenticity and setting your intention is very practical. And it's you it's know, very but, tangible.
1: Yeah. And you know what's interesting is you were talking about, oh, I'm sorry to keep going on tangent, bring it back to Benedetta. But no, I think that's extremely relevant. Because I think that a lot of times, a lot of people have the same sort of idea about companies that are holistic like we are, the same idea that they have about artists, where it's like, oh, it just springs fully formed from rainbows and dreams, and it's not, there's, if there's you know, you don't have to go through anything hard. But the reality of it is like, you know, it's not mutually exclusive to have problems with labels and to have problems with suppliers and to have shipping concerns, while at the same time also still being a holistic company that lives the intention that we also preach. Like, yeah. it's not just a marketing scheme, it's not just the packaging or the aesthetics, it's also living that truth. And I think it's it's not really realistic or really long-term helpful for people to pretend that it's, nece- that it, you know, even for, that it's possible to sort of live that sort of intention without any sort of outside problems because that's not the reality that's of it. not the reality and from whether it's a larger company a smaller company like us or just on the individual level we're always going to have to have to at some point either compromise or deal with outside influences of living pragmatically in this society while at the same time, being able to break up that space for ourselves to have our intention and be true to that and to our own integrity. That's a
2: super good point. Which I
1: think we do. And I genuinely believe that we do. And I yeah, think... we're human. We're human. Yeah. yeah.
2: But, people you know, we're these... speaking to that. And that's yeah. where the warrior comes in. Yeah. Because, you know, and that's something that's been coming up for me an awful lot in these years. And I know people are seeing me write about that. And... You know, I'm really trying to, to come from a place of authenticity and love, um, but at the same time, it's like, oh, how irritating that I'm hearing certain dogmatic references to skincare that, aren't, that don't have purpose, that aren't really walking their talk, and I, I have been falsified by other companies, uh, practically, with trying to steal you know, formulas, but moreover, idea concept, language, authenticity and intention that people will grab onto. Oh, farm source kind of like that, gonna use it, you know. Some people I think are just like they read, they, 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 they leech onto, they psycho vampire mm-hmm. <laughs> companies, they absorb everything. This is probably considered great marketing, right? See what the competition is know everything about them or oh, are they popular are they trending let's just see what they're saying we just recently did a show and we looked at somebody's dogma i'm going to just call it that but mm-hmm. rhetoric about their line we looked at the line it it you know i have nothing i'm not going to say um but i didn't see where the line met the dialogue and so much of it sounded just like us so you know, we kind of looked at each other and I was like, wow, that makes me feel a little strange because I don't see the purpose behind the words. You know, years ago, and I, I always say this, I think it was either, I, we need to find out, whether it was Oil of Olay or Nivea or it was just a common uh, commercial line that had this beautiful ad with like all these botanicals coming out of a bottle, right? You can see the visual of people have used it over and over again. And it said, you know, a facial in a bottle. And we were probably five years in with Benedetta and our Rosemary and Dream cream cleanser was just building so much notoriety and one woman who was a spa director said your skin really does deserve this cleanser because it had so many treatments i created it for the esthetician to use as a one step you didn't have to take product on product off you were putting that cleanser on you were doing all your massage you were you know exfoliating with it i mean it's it's quite extraordinary that product right it really is a facial in a in a bottle and so you know, we weren't really very saturated on the internet back then but we had wholesale accounts and those of us around here were always saying, God, it's a facial in a bottle, we had estheticians using it, using that term, so when I saw this national you know, media or whatever, you know, ad campaign I just, it was like someone punched me in the stomach because I didn't think that it met the reality of what it was, it was marketing Mm -hmm. it was marketing at its glory, and so I think that buyer beware <laughs> this is something I've wanted to say for a while, and I don't, it's very hard to write that. Every time I do, somebody around here will edit it out and go, Julia, it just sounds too mean. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to come across for the first, you know, without people knowing us. So, um, you know, I mean, I did start this quite a long time ago. That doesn't mean there aren't other people that have universal thought and have great ideas and Aren't marrying the two together, but I know that you know creating this this industry really of botanical skincare was such a new thing. I mean, I think there was a great amount of innocence. I was a whole lot younger Um, thirty years ago when I started this. Even before, I mean, Crystal Radiance is more is thirty two now, but you know once I started looking into you know selling in commerce and trademarking some of the names and developing the system of use i was really completely alone like there was nothing like this out there and i didn't i never really thought i'm starting something that nobody else has i only looked at the end user i just looked at family friends human beings and the first year of creating Benedetta in 1996 I remember being at Whole Foods and somebody coming up to me in line while I was shopping and Mm -hmm. said someone told me that you created this and I said I did and she said oh my gosh I you know I don't remember what product she was using um and I looked at her and I I remember like holding her shoulders because she was so adorable and I I just looked at her and I just went I made it for you oh that's so cute (laughs) It's true. It was true. Oh, yeah. It but was true. Yeah. It was a cute moment and I I did that a lot after that. I've said that a lot to many people. I haven't said that in a long time. But it was mm. that's that was the that's how I felt. It's like mm-hmm. I literally made this for you, you know. There's no national ad campaign. There's no venture money to get this into the hands of a million people this year, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving the sales reps to do whatever they want. I really learned business just to, know, to see what didn't happen, <laughs> you know. I had to kind of step up. But that's exactly how I felt, and that's exactly the point and the intention behind it you know mm-hmm. was that I was making it for people and I was figuring it out and you know it's really surpassed that you know creating the ombre line this year is really a new thing for a really long time I mean the nighttime serum in particular I have not created anything new since the eye cream I think I mean I'd have to look I think some of the body lotions are newer but very different you know to create this that would integrate with our traditional line and work well. Not anything to do with what the trends are and what some you know, hierarchy is telling me I need to do, but just what is gonna be more beneficial and what we've learned over these last several decades of what the skin really thrives on, what it needs to thrive on. Uh, so it's incredibly rewarding to see that a lot of popular um, I was going to say medicine, but just even conventional thought. You know, I just got these trade magazines. I mean, I'd look in those trade magazines five years ago. I mean, trash them. Now they're talking about antioxidants. They're talking about enzymes. They're talking about botanical, uh, you know, nutrients as opposed to pharmaceutical. I'm like, wow, that's a trip. That's really a trip
0: because... It's interesting how that language catches on, it, right? It Once does it goes catch on. Stream, it just is like...
1: Yeah. You know what's kind of interesting? I'll use the word interesting because it's a kinder word. Is that um, <laughs> it's it sort of... I found that in the past um, you know, decade, probably, sort of the idea of living a life more with intention has become a lot more popular with people with individuals, and they're more conscious of doing that themselves, which I think is ultimately a good thing. But it is interesting that the minute it became more popular to do that, the language around it was immediately commodified. And so then ironically, now the more people are looking for it, almost it's the harder it is to wade through all of the you know the stuff that isn't really the real deal to get to the good stuff. Yeah. It's sort of like if it's all sort of flooded with the same dialogue as you said. Yeah. That's for marketing and, you know and it's very hard, I think, sometimes for people, especially people who are just starting out, where their, you know, their their self care is remembering to wash their face three times a week. You oh know my God. Which that's every guy I've ever met. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. But you know, like there is maybe people have to work up to it and when they start out, you know, it's hard to you know, oh, I'm it says holistic on the bottle and it looks pretty and I want to treat myself, so I'm gonna buy this for myself. I think a lot of times it's a gamble for them and they don't really know that it's a gamble.
2: And I think it's word of mouth. I think oh, yeah. people that um you know, our friend came I think Monday or I think it was Monday when Mijo came and mm-hmm. and got her things, she came in here and she was saying how her aide where she works, um, she's a special needs teacher and she has an aide she came in, I'm not gonna mention the name of the multi-level marketed company, but she said, oh, I'm so excited, you know, I I just started this line, you're gonna love it, and you know, Mija's like, I don't think so you know she couldn't wait to say you know I I really don't need this there's nothing in this that even rings true to me Mm -hmm. um and this is a pretty benign line not a lot of actives you know not a lot I mean people always talk about active ingredients I always say my whole line is an active ingredient um because one doesn't work yeah, yeah without the other and you know when you talk about certain chemicals that are the actives, yeah, put that thing directly on your skin without anything else. Probably not going to be overactive. Who knows? Um, but yeah, again, buyer beware. You know, no, no, and and that you know speaks to, you know, your cover letter when you came to this company. Yeah. That really, really reek. You know, you were you were looking at who we were as a company and that we had some longevity, and. Really I guess intuitively because without really knowing who we are uh, Felt uh, that we weren't like some of the opportunists mm-hmm. out there And I I mean there's nothing wrong with people taking an opportunity You know you make a lip balm you share it with all your friends and family during Christmas Everybody loves it and encourages you to sell at the local farmers market now We have some farmers markets everywhere right and that just really took off <laughs> like wildfire you know yeah salt scrubs you know i mm-hmm. mean i used to do salt scrubs for my kids um teachers at, at christmas time you know so many years yeah, ago Yeah, my neighbors still do that kind of thing do they yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's sweet it's good you it's know self-care do thing. it yourself it has a good intention to it It has a good it? intention to it. it making food and you know making cookies and bringing them to your next door neighbors. Yeah. So anything that we can do that's going to be a benefit um But I think, yes, I think the companies that get lost in the mix, so I'm not here to be a victim of that, but there is a bit of not having a voice to speak, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, we'd love to hear what people think, you know, I, I know that when I have new hires in the Ferry building, I often hear this, this year in particular, I'm a little confused, you know, um, wanting to know the difference between this, this, and this, because there's so much out there, you know, and you know how could you advise me, you know, what to look for? Um, I think you just have to feel it in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that the companies should have a purpose and an intention behind what they do. That there's plenty of everybody wants to know. Oh, tell me what you know. Neroli is good for because we named something neroli. I think we brought this up in another podcast, but um. It's really more than that. You know, it's the DNA of the product and it's how the product works well with the other products. Um, You should ask plenty of questions and hopefully we'll raise many of them while we create our own magazine, digital magazine, and create our own community with intention and interview people that, you know, are makers of really good probiotics and people that, you know, grow burdock (laughs) and people that are. You know, conscious about how they think, how they play, who they are, who they want to associate with. You know, we all know what it's like to get on an elevator and you get off the elevator and you feel like crap. I remember having somebody say that one of my teachers uh, in, in kind of a gathering, I had gone from North Hollywood to Malibu. And in the time of day that the bus was just... Completely loaded with people. And I was happy and excited when I got on the bus. <laughs> By the time I got off on my last stop, I felt like I was filthy dirty. And I ran right into this. I didn't even eat. And I, I ran right into this um, little gathering. And the man that was speaking, um, he was an Indian man. And he was talking about the elevator thing. And I thought, well, I just got off a bus, you know, and I don't know what people were thinking on that bus, but I sure felt like I had somehow absorbed. You felt drained? I did. Mm. I felt completely drained. Isn't that interesting? And that made me aware of my own mindfulness and then going into a group, which reminds me of you going into your meditation group of like-minded people, um, that it didn't take long before the smile was back on my face and all that other stuff just went away. But I was really young at that time, and I remember feeling imperviable, you know, like nothing could touch me. I had this outer shell, and I was protected. and, And it's not bad to feel that way, right? But that we need to be cognitive, that the person who's next to you could be completely different than who you are you know not to be Mm -hmm. afraid of them but that the way we think and the energy that we emanate makes all the difference you know so again i'm thinking benedetta and how you know if i'm going to create this for you what's the best i could do for you you know look how you guys can properly perceive how i am about little nitpicky everything right imagine how i am about the products i've been in the middle of production that took a week to schedule and in the middle of production i open up a a raw material that's just not what it should and everything stops stops cold you know it's not bad it's just not where it should be so we stop you know that hasn't happened hardly that ever happens you know but if if it can't be what it needs to be. And you know, here's the thing we're all so very different. You know, as close as the stars are in the sky, they look like they're right on top of each other and they're all the same and they look exactly the same. They could be millions of light years away from one another. You know, I just think that the human condition, in a way, who we are, I mean, you know, politically, we're divided right in half. That shocks me that it's divided like that from one extreme, the yin and the yang, and I think you divide that in half, and then we see those that kind of think this, this isn't a judgment on those who think this way, this is just, who is it, who's your tribe, who's your community, what do you want to be part of? We're really lucky here in Sonoma County, you know, in Northern California, and California in general, we happen to be a culture of people generally, and you guys are super young, but I can tell you, you know, that we've always been two thirds of that well health and wellness industry, you know that those who think you go to los angeles it's, it's you know the idea that we have juice places there were always juice places in l a there were always juice places up here it's not that pressed juicery has become so popular, you know, and it has that was another kale pressed juice you know it's not you can't just have juice, it has to be pressed and um And then even buyer beware with that. This is what I'm writing about in the part two of the authenticity um, blog. Is and then we can talk about that again too, which this all ties in. You know, talking about you know you had one restaurant that had kale. You have a billion. You know, when I travel, it's like, oh, here's a farm-to-table restaurant. Ah, they have kale on the menu. They don't know what to do with their kale on that menu. Now, some five years after it trended and became popular, it's like, can somebody just use chard? (laughs) (laughs) Could somebody please just think a little different, think outside the box, you know? I mean, for those of us within that health food kind of realm and growing up in that realm, it's stunning to us when St. John's wort tipped overnight because 2020 about 17 years ago did an exposé on, you know, serotonin uptake nutrients that come out of St. John's wort, right? Mm-hmm. Within like no time at all Centrum had a probably shouldn't mention people's names, but there was a major, I think it was I think it was Centrum that came out with this whole herbal line, you know? There've been farmers and you know herbalists that had product on the shelf for a good 20 30 40 years at that point nobody had any recognition for for the work that they had done to that point but you know so it's it's just interesting and the caliber of quality is is you know far better for those that have done the research and that understand the botanical and how to you know either whole herb or isolate it um You know they're the ones that know what they're doing so um yeah i think it does all boil down to you know we're all different and we live in a very trendy world of just the status quo and what's popular you know what's on goop yeah what's on goop by the way i'll say this my podcast we've we've made our our due diligent attempt because we looked at yeah, group Yeah, if you're listening, we uh-huh. are trying to get
0: in touch with you. Email us, And back. it's been hard.
2: Yeah. So all I can say about that just is, say if no you do want yes, people to submit who they are and be part of your what is it six six, six pillars, pillars of
1: six health and wellness basically.
2: pillars. So we meet your six. We meet your six pillars, and we exceed call, them. Yeah, we call you on your six pillars. Um we're, we're fine with people being over, you know, busy. I mean, I would imagine because every other person is a skincare formulator now that you are, you know, maxed out, put it on your website that you're not taking any new submissions. That would be kind. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the only reason we have an interest is that we want to get in the hands of human beings. You know, I mean, I made this for a reason and I want people to benefit. And, uh, you know, so we go to those who are in the know that have a louder voice than we do, and we don't get a call back. You know, we're in the San Francisco Ferry Building. How many times have we reached out to the Chronicle to come on over and and meet us and quite a few. Yeah, so I, I I don't know what that's about, and I hope we don't ever get to that point. When we do, when we're so busy with our own magazine and outreach, um, we should at least you know say so you know i we applied to be at a yoga festival about a year ago and we went through the prompts <laughs> It would have been nice if this was at the top but at the very bottom it said we are so sorry but we are full for 2018 at the bottom at the very yeah, bottom yeah like
0: thanks but, i filled out this entire but thing but it was
2: okay because at least they said something at, at least, least they said something, something yeah. you know and 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 we're so sorry we we're, we're full and so we were able, you know, honestly, let me back up. I think I wasn't the one filling it out, so I'm not sure that it wasn't um, grayed out. So let me just be clear about that. I, mm-hmm. I don't know that it wasn't. I don't know that the person actually filled it all out. Um, but they said, oh, they're not taking it. I went on there, and there it was. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not taking anyone new until until 2019. So yeah, just that simple thing of communication. Because we are always talking about setting an intention and, Having mutual beneficiality. I mean, that was something we've been talking about a lot. We reach out to anyone, whether it's a leasing opportunity, you know. um, It's always about how does the other person benefit from us? Because why is this a selfish endeavor? And I want to bring up something else. What was something that we just recently did? We tried to do cross promotion with several companies in the San Francisco Ferry Building, and. The entire objective behind it is mutual beneficiality. We're on the south end. They could be in the middle or the north end. And we are doing it with someone we've done it with before, who we absolutely love, Far West Fungi. So that'll be great. It kind of fits in with us better because they're farmers and we actually use their turkey tail. So we Mm -hmm. actually purchase one of the raw materials that we use in the Umbra line. So that's great, you know, and I'm happy to do that. there's you know other people just couldn't see the 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 realm of community they just didn't really see the the link in you know mm-hmm. it's and 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 nothing against them because you know people really do business is very self aware you know self how is it going to benefit me and i i said that today about something we were doing is that really benefiting us mm-hmm. is that a good use of your time in particular if you're reaching out reaching out reaching out it's like you know what don't do that. Let's let's step it re-evaluate. back a little bit, reevaluate it, and and really align ourselves with those who do care. You know, because this, you know, we spend a lot of time at work. It has to be authentic, and it makes our life so nice, I, to work with people that are genuine. You know, that aren't just so that can only see this this much, but that take away the blinders and can see outward. You mm-hmm. know, so.
0: I feel good about that. Yeah. I feel good. Do you feel good? Yeah. I feel better. Okay. Oh, <laughs> good. Feel better i good. I feel better. Like, you know yeah. how you walk into a room and you feel like you're talking to like-minded people and you feel better at the end of the conversation? Mm-hmm. That's
1: how I feel. I always okay, feel like God. it's a weight, the sort of... Yeah. Like, even if nothing has technically improved, it's like, oh, God, I'm not I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm, not <alone. laughs> I'm not alone. We still
2: haven't gotten into goop, but we feel good. <laughs> <laughs> at least, you know. Yeah, goop. what
1: if Goop is listening that'd be amazing <laughs> Gwen Paltrow we're talking to you
2: Gwen Paltrow we give an email tomorrow I guess you'd have to submit this podcast to some <laughs> radio show or just something positive thinking since it's going to be on Benedetta we can manifest so it somehow oh um, my gosh guys. yeah I guess it's just not important so mm. you know whatever yeah <laughs> we'll
0: move on we'll keep moving forward yeah of course alright okay. okay, guys all right. Are we good?
2: Was yeah. that good? Yeah. Thanks yeah. for listening,
0: everybody. All right. See you. We'll speak to you on our next podcast. Thank you for listening to A Chat with Benedetta. You can leave us a message on the Anchor app, and who knows? Maybe Julia and I will answer your question on our next podcast. You can get social with us. Our Instagram is at Benedetta Skin, Facebook is at Benedata Skincare, and Twitter is at Benedetta Skin. Thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to speaking with you in our next podcast.